You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. It is CBS Sports Radio, and you are locked in to the JR Sport Brief Show. And we are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, you should know this by now. Rocket. Rocket can. Listen, I'm only going to be here with you for one more hour. It's been fun. We learned that Draymond Green, what did he do over the course of his time away from the Golden State Warriors? He was at home with his son, and he was cooking eggs. What did you learn, Draymond? He's just like, I learn stuff every day. Well, damn, I can really go eggs. <laughs> oh, man. What a guy. What a guy. Maybe Jordan Poole. No, I'm not an advocate for violence. I was saying maybe Jordan Poole should really just punch him in the head, but that's that's not it's not nice. I'm not an advocate for violence. Nonviolent guy. Most of the times. Anyway, tonight, Thursday night football. Craptacular matchup. Awful. Washington. They go into Chicago and they beat the Bears. The final score there, 12. To seven. Justin Fields looked absolutely depressed after the game. Neither team could muster anything. Carson Wentz, 99 yards passing, zero touchdowns, zero INTs. Uh, Fields had 88 yards rushing. It was uh, just sad, pathetic. You would think after winning the football game that even Washington would be thrilled or happy with the results, but We know earlier in the week against the Tennessee Titans, uh, Carson Wentz didn't help them win the game. He probably helped them seal the deal to lose at the end. And Ron Rivera was asked afterwards, like, what's the problem with you guys? And what's the biggest issue? He was just like quarterback right out the gate. Didn't hesitate. And then he had to clean it up. He had to apologize to Carson. He had to be clear with the team. He had to let everybody know that he pretty much spoke out of turn. He was contrite. He blamed himself. This is what Ron Rivera had to say earlier this week. He, he put the blame and the onus on himself. The stuff you said yesterday made a bit of a stir, and you had Alex Smith and other people out there saying stuff. What did you make of their reaction, and do you understand why they reacted the way they did? I do, but, you know, at the end of the day, I, I spoke to my team this morning. You know, we, we I basically told them that I said some things that were misconstrued. I didn't present it properly, and that's on me. So I took accountability, told the guys that, uh, you know, I should know better, and uh, I had a bad day. So I figured, you know, feeling better today, let's move forward. So... To me, as far as I'm concerned, it's really now about the most important thing. That's getting ready for football. I guess he had a change of heart tonight after the victory. I guess he went into the locker room afterwards and hyped this guys up. I guess he told them it's us against you all. Because after the, the, the victory, he stood in front of the media. He closed up his press conference. And he basically said, hey, the way y'all treat Carson is not fair. It's not nice. Just... Don't take my words. Listen to his. They've played their asses off. They have. They've played their asses off for everybody. They come out and they show up. 
They work hard, all right? They don't complain, okay? They hear all this stuff and they gotta deal with it. I get that, I respect them for that because they're resilient, they come out. Everybody keeps wanting to say, I don't want anything to do with Carson. Well, bull I'm the fucking guy that pulled out the sheets of paper, that looked at the analytics, that watched the tape in the freaking when we were in Indianapolis, okay? And that's what pisses me off. Because the young man doesn't deserve to have that all the time. I'm sorry, I'm done. Ouch. If you didn't know earlier on in the day, we, we got a report about Dan Snyder, separate from this terrible play on the field. It was about how Daniel Snyder was just, he felt that he was Teflon in the NFL. Despite the $10 million fine, all of the nonsense, uh, he's just like, I'm untouchable because I got dirt on everybody. They can't get rid of me. I'll start squealing. If I got to go down, everybody goes down. The report was denied. One of the parts of that was that, yeah, Ron Rivera didn't want him. You just heard it. Ron Rivera was just like, I was the one who looked at the stats. I looked at the numbers. I'm fine with Carson. There was that report today, though, that Daniel Snyder was the one who wanted Carson Wentz. This is what Carson Wentz had to say after the game on that report. I was just informed that that would be asked in here, um, and I have no idea what, quite frankly, was being reported or discussed, talked about. Um, you guys know me. I don't, I don't read. I don't see a lot of that sort of stuff, so I can't really have an opinion on it. Good for him. When you're making all that money in the NFL and you pretty much stink, good. What are you reading negativity for? He needs to call up Ben Simmons and tell Ben Simmons to put his phone down. I think a lot of people need to put their phones down. All the garbage and trash that's online poisoning people. Good for Carson Wentz. He'd probably be worse if he had to read how bad he was, but he already knows. He was in a good mood. He was happy for Brian Robinson Jr. Yeah, this is the man who got shot in an attempted robbery in D.C. right before the season started. He returned earlier this week, got a couple of plays in, nothing, nothing out of this world. Tonight, he had 17 carries for 60 yards and a touchdown. Man got shot in the leg. He's back already playing NFL football. Good for him. And Carson Wentz, he's happy about it. I've said it since he came back. Obviously, the, the real-life side of it um, was cool to get him back last week and then huge to get him um, in the end zone this week for his first of, of hopefully many, um, but especially the, the point in the game, critical, crucial point in the ball game that we needed to score, we needed to get in, and uh, I think we kind of all knew we were going we to give him the rock a couple times down there, and uh, he got it done for us, and uh, I, was, I was happy for him, proud of him, and uh, like I said, hopefully the first of many. Yeah, hopefully the first of many. I know Washington, they're looking for touchdowns any which way that they can get them. The Bears basically muffed a punt at the end of the game in their own territory. And then Brian Robinson was able to punch that in for a touchdown. And, of course, they went for a two-point conversion. It didn't work out. Bears got the ball back. They didn't do a damn thing. Couldn't score at the goal line. And here we are in frustration city. Washington improves to two and four. Chicago falls to two and four. And speaking of that frustration, 
Justin Fields sacked five times tonight. Oh, yeah, he's frustrated. His body feels it, too. Listen to him. Everybody's mad. I mean, nobody's happy about his loss. Uh, you know, uh, just we always get told that we're almost there. We're almost there. Like, me personally, I'm tired of being almost there. I'm tired of being, you know, just just this close. Uh, I feel like I've been hearing it for so long now. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, all you can do is get back to work. Um, that's the only reaction you have. You live and you learn. And just get back next week and, you know, keep, keep going. Keep getting better. He should talk to Bears fans who've been there longer than him. You've been playing for, what, two years now? You should talk to Bears fans who are actually fans of the team for, I don't know, 30, 20-plus years, man. Almost for a long time, they've been searching for a quarterback. Maybe you're the guy. You're not even getting help. Sad. Fields also said, and this is ironic because they didn't do a, they didn't start anything. They didn't have a middle, but he says that they need to finish. Doesn't matter if you drive all the way down to the five one yard line and don't score. So, I mean, you can. That's the same thing as a, a three and out, and you punt. In, inside the 10, so it's, a, it's the same thing. So um, just the biggest thing is just, just finishing. Yeah, I, ha- I have heard it's not how you start, it's, it's how you finish. So maybe he does have a point. Possibly. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm still here in beautiful New Orleans, Louisiana. I spoke with, with the students at Tulane U- University earlier today. And before we roll out of here, I want to share with you some of the conversations I had with some amazing Special Olympics athletes. We'll do that later in the show. But let's talk to you right now. Let's go to Chicago and let's talk to Bill. You're on CBS Sports Radio. JR, man, always always a pleasure. And for me, it's been over 50 years of this. And (laughs) the, the fact is, as a Chicago Bears fan, to see them routinely have a team take the field at a talent deficit, and on top of it, essentially, in my eyes, a coaching deficit. You've had no offense for years, so you decide to go hire Matt Eberflus. You might as well call him Everlose. Okay, it's basically a Lovey Smith replacement, not as good as Lovey Smith, who's focused on the Tampa 2. And then you you bring in Luke Getsy from the, the Green Bay Packers, right? Who runs a screen better than the Packers? Almost no team. I see no screens. I see nothing to try and get a little bit of pressure off the quarterback. And you know what? I hate to say it. I had high hopes for Justin. But when Uh-oh. I see him, I just feel like, man, he, this, this is a kid who had, obviously, in his time at Ohio State, a top 10 collegiate wide receiver core of the last decade. And now he comes here, and it's just another place where quarterbacks come to die because whatever they do have going for them is crushed by a system that is constantly yeah. surrounding them with bad talent and bad coaching, bad schemes, you name it. It's just a disgusting place to be as a Chicago Bears fan, and I don't see it changing for the better. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I wish I could. Uh, I wish I could, <laughs> but I can't. It's mind-boggling how you have certain teams that just, they just kind of float around. It's like, how come, how come the Bears consistently, and we saw this coming, 
It's like, oh, the defense is great. The defense is great. When is the offense going to catch up to the defense? The defense, 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 Bears, Monsters, Midway, defense, defense, defense. Where's the offense? Where's the quarterback? Never. Not even by accident? Sucks. Sean is calling from Pittsburgh, PA. You're on the JR Sport Brief Show. Hey, JR. First time caller. Thank you. Hey, I think, I think, uh, Justin Fields, he has to shoulder some of this blame here. Like, he went off on his interview after this game, and he's like, I'm tired of this. They keep saying he's getting better and better. Well, he needs to check himself because, you know, he's a second-year player. He's missing his reads. I mean, if you've watched the game just from the television, Cole Komet is wide open in the middle of the field, and he's staring down Mooney. Mooney had, like, I think he had, like, 14 targets. Uh, He started off the game throwing to Cole Komet, Two or I think he gave him two targets. Maybe the third one was deflected for that touchdown. Uh, he he just doesn't look that way, and he keeps going. He just he looks one read, and if he don't see Mooney open, then he starts the run. And those it's, he can do that in college, but he can't do that in the NFL. I mean, yeah. he just got, yeah, he's got to get those reads. He's got to. I mean, they made that offense pretty simplistic. I mean, it, it is a boring offense, but they're trying to make it as simple as, you know, as pie for him, and he needs to, you know, check those reads. He needs to look at those tight ends. That tight end's so big, he can kind Man, of. It's a it's a combination. I don't think Fields is is skirting responsibility. It, he didn't he didn't name anyone in his post game and say, oh well, this guy or this group needs to perform better for us to win. He looked at it as a team. And and yeah, as a second year quarterback, a guy who's who's moving on now into his his just I don't want to say being a veteran is not the word, but he's gaining and garnering experience. I'm not I'm not expecting him to all of a sudden uh, you know wake up and be okay. Well, not Aaron Rodgers, obviously, but he he's not in the the best of situations. He's still learning. He's still making mistakes. It's a combination of it all, man. The guys around him suck, and it's it, it's not helping him to grow in the process. He's got an excellent tight end. He needs to use him more often. He okay, well, he's year. he's gonna need yeah. he's gonna need time to actually throw the ball. It's 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 not all it, that easy. His own his own head coach said after the game, "We stink at the line." His own coach said it. A matter of fact. This is what Matt Eberflus had to say about the protection of Justin Fields. We're going to reassess everything. I mean, everything we're going to reassess from scheme to, to you know, players to everything. You know, and we're going to do a, a good job of that here coming up. And we're going to do a good job of, of really getting it to the players. You know, if it might be a lineup change or, or it might be, uh, you know, technique fundamentals, that all that scheme, how we're running certain plays, who we're getting the ball to, uh, what we're doing well, what we need to improve on. So that's going to be, you know, we, we're going to look at all that for sure. Okay. Just say we got to, well, just say we suck. He can't say that. I can't. Y'all suck. It's necessary for him to look at everything. I feel bad. Not, but for all my friends in Chicago, my friends, they run around in the orange suits and stuff, and it's, it's cold. You got to go out there and watch that? Yuck.
Josh is calling from Illinois. You're on CBS Sports Radio. All right, JR. I guess you could say the agony of defeat. And uh, Rob from Manhattan is Richard from Manhattan's alter ego. That's the take I get on those two guys. Um, I just I look at these games and I say, well, how can a team be so bad for so long? And it's just it has to go right through the whole organization. I mean, for me, I would think the NFL teams should hire actors to do the after-game uh, press conference. So I think it'd be better off that way. Uh, the owner of the uh, uh, of Washington, I mean, he can be in the in, in the movie Cruising too without without Al Pacino. You know, he's gonna go undercover. He's gonna go looking for what the other people are doing. What's he gonna do? Put the Groucho glasses on and look through the hotel windows? I mean, this is this is Saturday Night Live material. Go be can it go? 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 Go be can Okay, damn, Josh, we get it. And then expect an SNL skit here. He must be drinking that Jack. That last part sucked. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. 855. The game was worse. The game was worse than him? Yeah. Yeah, it was. It's true. 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. I'm going to get some more of your calls. I know we got a lot of people with a lot of opinions on Washington, on the Bears. And then we're going to bring some positivity to you before I roll out. I'm going to tell you about my time in New Orleans, hanging out at Tulane University. It's the JR Sport Brief Show on CBS Sports Radio. I'll talk to you on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. You're such a man of the people, though. You take more calls than any sports personality I've ever known. And to take words out of your mouth, pardon me, we appreciate you, man. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Thank you all. We got a lot of people here on the line with a lot of opinions. I'm going to utilize this time to talk to as many people as possible. I don't what the, the Bears stink, Washington stinks, Thursday night football stinks, Amazon stinks. Amazon is good for sending packages to your door. Ain't nobody trying to sit down and watch crap Thursday night football. And this is why we're getting these crap games, because Amazon's not paying the same amount of money as Fox and ESPN, CBS. They're not paying the same amount of money. And so we get crap. It's like you get what you pay for. And and sure, it's new. This is basically an experiment. Ugh. We can do without Thursday night football. I'm looking at Twitter right now. You can tweet me at JR Sport Brief. Piece of cake. One of my tweets that came in, who's the gentleman that said this to me? Bird Henderson. 
I really don't feel we need Thursday night football. NFL players need at least six days off to recover. We've heard that. Richard Sherman has said that in the past. It's like, hey, we don't need this. At all. 855-212-4CBS. Who's this? Wally calling from Vegas. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, Wally? Not too bad. How are you doing tonight? I'm amazing. So I was just driving home listening to you like usual. I'm a huge uh, Bears fan. I'm not going to get into that tonight. Um, Although the one thing I will say, Moose and Muhammad, Brandon Marshall. Those are the best wide receivers we've ever had. This is the same old story every single year. How long so, was Brandon Marshall there? A couple of years with Cutler? I think Cutler? like four years. Four years yeah. at the most, maybe five. And he's yeah, the all-time miserable. leading wide receiver, I think. Yeah, being tall and that miserable. That shows you they don't spend the money. They will never spend the money. And that gets me to my point. The McCaskies? Well, yeah, well, I won't go yeah. down that road. I'm just talking okay. about Las Vegas as a whole being a new sports town. You were talking about Detroit and, and Chicago, the fans and all that. It's kind of weird to see how everyone's acting out here now with the ticket prices being so high. You go to a Raiders game, you go to all this stuff. I went to the Bears game last year, and it was probably 85, 15 Bears fans at a home game at a Raiders stadium. Well, like you're paying but, through, you know, on. you're paying through the same thing with Golden Knights. Are you, are you shocked? Like Vegas No, is, not at is... all. Is one of the top vacation destinations in the country. Why? Why would anybody feel any different? Any team that goes and plays in Vegas, if you're a fan of that team, let's say you're, well, that's a retirement town anyway. I was going to say Tampa. Let's say you're a Carolina Panthers fan, and you know that the Panthers are going to be playing in Vegas. You got people all over Carolina who are saying, let's make it a weekend trip. So that's that sounds about right. Oh, yeah, absolutely, 100%. You're, you're 100% right on that. But my point is, like, the Golden Knights, we're going to have a baseball team here in three years. We're going to have an NBA team here in hey, the, not the same. You're going to steal the A's from Oakland? Is that what you want to do? Uh, as a baseball fan, I really don't want to steal the A's. I'd rather just start with a brand-new team. Oh. But it, it's it's going to happen, whether it's the A's or somebody else. I agree. Same thing with the NBA. You know, I, I hope the Supersonics get their team back before we get it, but we're still going to get it. So okay. um, it's just one of those things that you just it, – it's just going to happen. You're, con- you're, so, a cons- you're a very but, considerate guy, Wally. Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. So, again, being More. diehard Chicago, Cubs, Bear, my whole life, Ever yeah. since I was a little kid. That sucks. Now the last six years out here, seeing what these teams do, how they spend money, how they treat some players, how they kind of have a new facility, a whole brand new mindset, kind of makes you question my teams. And that's what really gets me. Well, Wally, it's, it's Not simple. Upset, you're, you know you're, you're you're in Vegas, man. Just pick a good team to root for and quit on the Bears, okay? Simple. <laughs> appreciate you, man. You know man. it's not that easy. Oh, I do. Don't trust me. It's not that bad. I appreciate you, Wally. You'll figure it out. Yeah. Well, you're talking about, like, Tulane. 
Like, look what the uh, Raiders have done for UNLV. UNLV is, plays in that stadium. Tulane and, and New Orleans? Well, I'm just saying, like, you were talking about Tulane. Like, that's, like, a below, you know, mid-major. Like, yeah. UNLV, what the Raiders well, yeah, have done for UNLV. It's not a major They school, are going to yes. be a top 25 team in two years. Who? The Rebels. UNLV. Oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you, Wally. Appreciate you no, for don't. Don't hang up. I am going to hang up because there's a, there's a bunch of people here. I've been You've been on the phone for four minutes. Okay. It's time to hang All up, right. like now. Don't hang up. What do you think this is? I know I'm, I'm having a decent conversation, but damn. Going from Tulane, I'm like, what are you talking about, Tulane? What's it have to do with UNLV? He says, oh, we're going to be good in a couple of years. Okay, we don't talk about that now. Mark is calling from Michigan. You're on CBS Sports Radio. What's up? Hey, JR. Thanks for taking my call. Of course. Now, the Lions are the oldest NFL franchise never to have gone to a Super Bowl. I'm not greedy. I don't want them to win. I just want them to go. You're talking about the Lions. Yeah, the Cleveland Browns is almost as old as Detroit. They haven't gone either. But 1957 was the last year the Lions won an NFL championship. I was three years old in 1957. Before there was even a Super Bowl. How about that? That's right. So you I came, don't remember it. You came on the wave of the, the loser flag of how bad it is in, in Michigan and Detroit? I, I heard stories of people taking their radios out to grave sites in Chicago when the clubs won that championship. Mm-hmm. I don't want my daughter to take a, a radio out to my grave site. I hope I live long enough to see the Detroit Lions in the Super Bowl. Oh, that doesn't even sound right now, does it? No. Now, in the infinite (laughs) scheme of things, that's not, you know, the most tragic thing I've ever heard. But that's a sad thing. These people taking their radios out to grave sites so that they can share the Cubs championship with their grandparents? Yeah, That's just sad. It is sad. You think they they should give people back their money for season tickets? Well, you know, I, I don't even think Detroit fans are so loyal. They probably wouldn't even take the money. Oh, wow. Well, even I know somebody. I know Megatron. He wants his money back. Well, he does because they treated him so badly. Yeah. But That's a most shame. Detroit fans are so loyal. They wouldn't take the money back. It's bad. It, Shep, so, Shep, Shep mentioned it. When, when you have Barry Sanders and then you have Calvin Johnson who say, screw this crap, I'm going home. I mean, wow. Barry Sanders what? retired because he was still healthy. He didn't want to keep playing. He could have. When yeah, he retired, we know he could have. Emmett Smith didn't believe that he was retiring. He just didn't believe it. But Barry yeah. retired, you know, because he was still in good health. Yeah. So I hear that. yeah, well, just we, pray we, that we, pray that I see a, 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 the Lions in the Super Bowl. I don't know I how many so. next years I have. They, they well, say wait until next year. How old are you, Mark? I'm sixty-eight. Oh, man, you got another, I don't know, 50 years left in you. No, I mean, so, much, so many 50. people I've gone to high school with, tomorrow's not really promised to anyone. But but, I, but it's promised to you, Mark. You got 50 years. Believe it. If you yeah, believe well, it, you can't achieve it. I try to take care of myself, and so I hope so. Yeah. What would yeah. you eat for dinner tonight? <laughs> I'm a vegetarian, so I eat well, oh, take care of come myself. On. You'll be here longer than the plants, okay, Mark? You know, well, them trees, you, them trees in the woods and the forest. You never, here you never know. A, a cab can jump the curb and I can be gone tomorrow. You know, oh, so yeah, I, I think you're Superman. Don't worry about it. 
<laughs> Thank you, Mark. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Mark from Michigan. If I remember correctly, I think I did. I think he said he's 68. He's young. He'd be here another 50 years. Maybe another 68. Double up. Why don't you? Nathan is calling from Charlotte. What's up, Nathan? This is me? Yeah. Is is your name Nathan? Oh, no. My name Mason. Mason, as in like uh, M.A. Mason Rudolph? Yeah. Yeah, actually, he's from Rock Hill, which isn't that far. Okay. Like but... Mason Jar? That's your name? Yep, exactly. <laughs> Go ahead, Mason. What's up? Anyway, so the NFL is supposedly on track for its worst offensive performance in five years. Right, yes. Uh, which I find surprising because we got all these huge contracts to wide receivers and quarterbacks and everything like that. And I don't know if it has anything to do with like people being put in the systems where they don't belong. Or I feel like a lot of these teams are just kind of throwing money at players and they're not really actually thinking of the best way to utilize them. Uh, new, but anyway, co- you know, and new, I'm sure it has a lot to do with, I'm sure the Bears coaches. are dragging down that statistic a well, lot. But uh, there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of new coaches. There's less practice time. There's there's tons going on, bro. You know, so that, I think that yeah. all factors into it. I think Tom Brady might have said that. Maybe I stole that from him. Well, yeah, and it's interesting because even the Bucks are kind of they're only scoring around like 20, 20 points a game and. You know, I keep track of them because I'm a Panthers fan, and you know, just like I said, it's just kind of interesting to me because I thought I thought like it just would keep on trending up and up, and now it's kind of sloping back down towards the defense. But can can you play quarterback? I can't. I can't do. I can barely. I can't do anything, man. (laughs) Oh damn. Okay, I was hoping that maybe you could step in place of uh, Baker and Sam because they can't do anything. But PJ, you know, I'm about five miles from Make America Stadium. I'll show up tomorrow with uh, with some running shoes on, see if I can try out. But okay, you know, listen. I do want to say this. I know know what a couple people over there. I can help you out. You want to say what quickly? What's that? I said, go ahead, say what you want to say quickly. Okay, well, I just want to say, um, you know, the the NFL is better than any other league because you can get stars in a place like Buffalo. If an NBA team uh, was in Buffalo, you couldn't get a contender like the Buffalo Bills do. Like, okay. it just attracts people differently. Like, NBA players want to go there for – want to go places for marketing purposes. I feel like NFL players are more, you know, they want their money, but they also want to win too. And they don't care where that's located. Well, they, even that they're they, playing. And they, they have, they, I agree with that. They have less power. The, the, the structure, the guaranteed money, it's, it's all different. You got to get it uh, where you can. Hey Mason, I appreciate you for calling from Charlotte and good luck to your squad. We know that they need a quarterback. Maybe it could be you, please. Yeah. Go ahead. Try out. Bank of America, they're waiting for you. It's the JR Sport Brief Show here with you on CBS Sports Radio, 855-212-4CBS. That's 855-212-4CBS. As one of our callers just said, and maybe you weren't familiar, I'm broadcasting from New Orleans, Louisiana. There's a very special reason as to why I am here. I'm going to share it with you when we come back on the other side of the break. You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio.
You're listening to the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. But I'm going to get off the radio and I just want to let you know I commend you for what you're doing, JR. That's, that's great what you're up there doing, the speaking engagements and, and talking to these college students and stuff. We need more of that. Call in now at 855 212 4CBS. Oh, it's an amazing experience for me, too. I get something out of it, too. That's why I'm here in New Orleans. The Media for the Movement Tour. Last year, this time, I was at 25, where I went to 25 schools, colleges, and universities all over North America. This time, I'm back. We started off in New York, and then we went to Philly, so I went from Fordham to Drexel. Now, right now, I'm, I'm in New Orleans. I'm in Louisiana. Earlier in the day, I had an opportunity to stop by Tulane University. Thank you so much to Professor Cower. Thank you so much to Dr. Gleckler. I was able to talk to three classes today. And it wasn't just me talking about sports and how you can get involved and how you can make money in media. If you're not familiar, I basically went from YouTube. And I'm here on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 80 million views on YouTube starting in 2009. First got a radio job. My first big radio job was in New York City on WFAN. And now I'm here with you nationally. Spreading the goodness of JR. But it's not about JR. It's about sports. We love sports. You're listening to a sports talk radio station. It's the power of sports and what it can do for other people. And so I'm going across the country talking to students and talking about the power of sports, how we can utilize sports to be more inclusive as a society in athletics, but then also health, where people get an equal opportunity to play sports, but then also health care. It's all tied together fitness, right? Of course it is. And so as a part of the tour, it's not just me, as I mentioned, speaking to the students and learning something myself in the process. It's also bringing some, some friends with me. It's bringing in some Special Olympics athletes, individuals who can also shed light on their own experiences. I was joined today by Michael Love and Trent Lavasser. Amazing. They participate in multiple sports for Special Olympics. And I want you to hear from them briefly before we roll out. I asked Michael, my main man, Michael Love, what a beautiful name. I asked Mike very simply, what do you do? with Special Olympics. Listen. Hi, my name is Michael Love, and I am from from Louisiana. Uh, what I do for Special Olympics, I am an athlete, and I'm also a health messenger, and also a athlete leader. The sports that I participate in is swimming, track and field, bocce, um, bowling, and all the stuff that I, have in, um, that I have under my belt. Listen, this man plays many sports. He's swimming all the time. He's in tremendous shape. There's nothing slowing him down or stopping him. I asked him, why Why is what he does so important? This is what Mike said. I tell people, it's like, or I guide people to, like, to be, eat healthy and do other healthy things, like eat less fried food, eat, drink less soda, and drink more water. And encourage him to get more exercise in during the day instead of, like, sitting around all, all the time. You have people that are just like you, and you are part of a family. Oh, I love it. They're part of my family now. I'm part of their family. We're all friends. We're all family. I need to drink more water. I drink a lot of things. Some of it's clear, but it's not water. I need to do better. 
Michael is amazing, a global health messenger for Special Olympics, encouraging people to just, hey, be, be a little cognizant of what you put in your body. It's important. What you put in is what you get out. Very simple. My main man, Trent Lavasser, I asked him, what do you participate in? What do you do? My name is Trent Lavasser, T-R-E-N-T, and I'm 19 years old. Um, I live in New Orleans, Louisiana. I participate in baseball, basketball, football, tennis, and swimming. This guy is, is more active than LeBron James. Hey, Shep, have you ever seen LeBron James play tennis? I have not. I bet you LeBron sucks. He's not as good as Trent. I don't think LeBron's as good as Trent about anything. Yeah, I, I would agree. Right, these are cool guys, by the way. No, they are cool. I'm gonna, I, I got photos. I got photos and videos. If you want to follow me, I'm going to put it up at JR Sport Brief. I'm going to put it up tomorrow. I did a lot. Trent is cool. And so I asked him, you know, what would you tell people the best part about participating with Special Olympics? And he was telling me about a recent experience, and he was just, he basically dropped a few keys. He's just like, it was the teamwork, the camaraderie. Listen to what Trent said. I think the best part is, like, the uh, hosts and the teams um, and my teammates that, like, I think they're uh, doing um, a good job of it right now. The closeness with his teammates. Can you imagine being an athlete? We've all experienced this. You get picked for a team. You may get picked first. You might get picked last. Imagine never being picked. It sucks. It's not nice. It's not right. For something as simple as sports, everyone should have an equal opportunity to participate. It should be similar with healthcare. Listen. People all over the country, you think about Special Olympics, it's not like the Olympics. It's not every four years. There are events taking place all year long where you live on a local level, in a national level, on a global level. Michael is actually going to Berlin next year to participate in the Special Olympics World Games. He's going to be in Berlin. He's going to be the only athlete from Louisiana going to the World Games in Berlin. I've been to Berlin. It's amazing. I hope to see Michael out there. And so just keep this in mind. If you're interested in, in doing something amazing and also getting something back in return, I encourage you, go to SpecialOlympics.org. There are coaches needed. There are people needed just so we can all just have fun together. It's not that complicated, not that difficult. And so I look forward to, to moving on to the next stop, I'm going to be at North Carolina State. I'm going to be in Raleigh. Yeah, I'm moving on. New Orleans, Raleigh, I'll be at the West Coast. I'm, I'm going all over the place. So much love to Special Olympics for believing and being a friend of mine with this tour. Thank you so much personally to Experian. They have helped me out in this process. They also believe in inclusion and giving people a chance. I wouldn't be able to do this without absolutely amazing people. Thank you to Dr. Alicia Bazzano, who is in charge of global health for Special Olympics. This is important, giving people a chance and an opportunity just to play sports and to see the changes that it can make in people's lives. Thank you to Michael. Thank you to Trent. Their lives aren't just being changed. They're making changes in other people's lives as well. Thank you. Thank you so much much i'm gonna get somebody else on quickly his name is also jr he's from chicago you're on cbs sports radio go ahead jr quickly 
Thank you. Thank you so much, JR, for for highlighting the Special Olympics at this time. I mean, it's, it's wonderful that you're doing that, and I fully appreciate that more than you know. First, <clears throat> lifelong Bear fan. Uh-oh, stinks. But I'm also a Steeler fan. Oh, you got the All best right? of both worlds. Go ahead. All right, so now uh, <clears throat> I hate the consistency, the bad consistency that the Bears have illustrated for such a long, long time. You got 20 I, seconds, JR. 20 I, had seconds. A, I had a partner who passed Uh-oh. away in 16, and oh, sorry. his initials are WGN. And mm-hmm. he laughed at me. He was a Pittsburgh Steeler ball boy at one point. And he laughed at me and said, I never understand how you could take a focus. How Chicago takes a serious focus on one Super Bowl win. I hear you. And he laughed about it. And I had to laugh with him, but it hurt. JR, it really hurt. We're running out of time, man. You got 10 seconds. Make it quick. Well, all I can say is I hate the, the, the sour consistency, and I'm hoping that with this new stadium that they're putting up, mm-hmm. we will have a great product to put in that building. I, I hope so, too, JR. Thank you so much for calling from Chicago, and I appreciate you. Thank you so much to everyone who's locked in and tuned in. Thank you to my amazing friend and super producer, Dave Shepard, and thank you to you all over the United States of America. Make sure you go to SpecialOlympics.org. I'll be back with you Monday. My main man, Shep, is going to hold it down. Love you, Shep. I'll catch you later. Good night.